السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي ربنا زدنا علما so we are studying abwab salatul jamaa the chapters relating to congregational prayer and inshallah we'll beginning from chapter number 32 bab number 32 bab fadl at-tahjeer ilaz-zuhri fadl the virtue of at-tahjeer performing early going early where ilaz-zuhr to the zuhr prayer tahjeer is from hajr from hajim ra and hajr is basically to leave to abandon something in order to go somewhere early it is necessary that whatever a person is doing he has to stop it he has to leave it so only if you leave what you're doing can you get to your destination early and well in time so tahjeer basically means to go early to go early where for salatul zuhur so what is the reward of going for zuhur salah early early meaning in its right time حدثنا قتيبه عن مالك عن سمي مولى ابي بكر عن ابي صالح السماني عن ابي هريره ان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال بينما رجل once there was a man and while he was yamshi he was walking بطريق on a way so basically a man was once going on a particular path وجد he found غصن a branch شوكن thorny he found a thorny branch where ala tariq on the road so what did he do fa akharahu so he put it aside akhara yu akhiru ta'khir is basically to delay something so in other words he put it on the side he removed it so that the people would not be hurt because of it so what happened fa shakara So he was appreciative. Allahu Allah, lahu for him. Meaning Allah appreciated his act of charity. So what happened? فَغَفَرَ لَهُ So he forgave him. Why? Just because of that one act, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgave him. He appreciated his effort, something so small, so much that he forgave him. ثُمَّ قَالَ Then he said, meaning the Prophet ﷺ, he said, meaning another statement of his Abu Hurairah narrated that ash-shuhada'u the martyrs khamsatun five there are five martyrs meaning five types of people who are shuhada who are they first of all al-mat'un mat'un the one who dies because of ta'un meaning a plague wal-mabtun the person who dies because of some problem in the batn meaning some abdominal disease والغريق and the one who dies by غرق meaning by drowning وصاحب الهدم and the person of هدم هدم is demolition so basically if a building or something falls on him and as a result of that he dies والشهيد في سبيل الله and the one who dies in the way of Allah so there are five شهداء وقال and the Prophet ﷺ also said لو يعلم الناس If people only knew مَا فِي النِّدَائِ That which is in the call Meaning the reward in giving the adhan وَالصَّفِّ الْأَوَّلِ And the first row ثُمَّ لَمْ يَجِدُوا Then they would not find إِلَّا إِكْسَبْتْ أَنْ يَسْتَهِمُوا 
that they draw lots, لَسْتَهَمُوا عَلَيْهِ They would draw lots for it. Meaning if they realize the reward of standing in the front rows, the reward of giving the adhan, then what would they do? They would fight over it. And to resolve that fight, the only option they would have is to draw lots. So if that was the only option, then they would do it. But this would happen when? When they realize the reward of being in the front. وَلَوْ يَعْلَمُونَ And if they knew مَا فِي التَّهْجِيرِ The reward which is in tahjir, And this is the reason why Imam Bukhari has mentioned this hadith over here. Of going for zuhr early in its right time. لَسْتَبَقُوا إِلَيْهِ Surely they would race to it. They would rush and they would race in order to get there on time. وَلَوْ يَعْلَمُونَ مَا فِي الْعَتَمَةِ And if they only knew the reward which is in عَتَمَةِ عَتَمَةِ is Salatul Isha. But in particular when Isha is performed late. When it is performed late. Why? Either deliberately in order to get more reward because that was the way of the Prophet ﷺ. He preferred to perform Isha late. Or sometimes for a genuine reason it happens. Like for example if Isha, the time of Isha enters late then obviously it will be very late. Like I'm sure all of you are worrying from now about the month of Ramadan. That what is going to happen? When are we going to pray Isha? And when are we going to pray Taraweeh? And when are we going to sleep? But if the people knew the reward of Atama was Subhi and the morning, meaning the Fajr prayer, لَأَتَوْهُمَا Surely they would come to them وَلَوْ حَبْوَانَ Even if they had to crawl. Even if they had to crawl, they would come. If they realized the reward of these two prayers. So in this narration basically, there are three ahadiths. In this chain, there are three ahadiths and they have been mentioned together. Because if you think about it, these three statements, they don't really have any connection with one another. It's just that the narrators, they connected all of them and they narrated them together. And the first one is about removing something that is harmful for the people from the way, imatatul adha, and that is actually a branch of iman. This is actually a part of iman. And because of this reason, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgave that individual. In the second hadith, we learn about the different kinds of shuhada. Now remember that a shaheed is shaheed in two places. One in this world, and secondly, in the hereafter. In this world, when a person is shaheed, there are certain ahkam that apply to him. Like for example, shaheed fi sabilallah, is there janaza that has to be performed for him, or ghusl that has to be given to his body? No. Is there any separate kafan that has to be put on him? No. The clothes that he's wearing, even if they're stained with blood, he is to be wrapped up in those and buried. And the second is, he is considered shaheed in the hereafter, meaning he will be given the status of shuhada on the day of judgment in the hereafter, and accordingly he will be rewarded. Now, the shaheed fi sabilillah, to him apply the ahkam in dunya and also in the hereafter. But the other kinds of shaheed, whether he is the one who dies because of some abdominal disease or someone who dies by drowning, then remember that the ahkam of dunya don't apply to them. Meaning, their ghusl will be done, their janazah will be performed. They are considered shaheed where? In the hereafter. They will be given that reward inshallah. And the third hadith which is mentioned over here is about the reward of giving adhan, standing in the front rows and performing the salah early and in congregation. If the people realize the reward of all of this, they would fight over it. 
But it is unfortunate that today we don't fight over it, rather we avoid it. That if someone is requested, could you please give adhan? They say, no, no, you give it, brother. If someone is asked, please come and fill in the front rows, what do people do? Look at one another. Somebody else will go forward. And unfortunately, even now I see gaps in the front. Over here and over here. But I don't know why we keep deferring and deferring and we think that somebody else will do it. When we leave it to somebody else, then remember that we are depriving ourselves. You know in hadith we learn that when a person comes forward and fills the gap, then what happens? The angels pray for them. The angels pray for them. There is great reward for this. A person receives the dua of the angels. There are special blessings in this. But it's sad that we keep avoiding it, avoiding it. So it is necessary that we begin paying attention to these matters. Because the more a person pays attention to this, the more opportunity Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will provide him. Yes, that everyone wishes that they could be shaheed somehow and get the reward of a shaheed. And that is definitely something that we should all aspire for because there is nothing like that. But the opportunities that we do have before us of taking that extra step, coming forward, filling in the gap, standing in the front row, completing the rows, this is something that we should avail. Because when a person avails what is before him, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take him much further inshallah. Bab, ihtisab al-athar. Ihtisab. Ihtisab is basically to hope for reward. Like in the hadith about Ramadan, what do we learn? That a person who fasts in the month of Ramadan, man qama, man sama, Ramadan, imanan, wahtisaban. With iman and also with ihtisab. Meaning, hoping for reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that effort. That he hopes from Allah that, Ya Allah, I hope inshallah you will accept this striving of mine, you will reward it for me. I hope inshallah. And if you look at the title that Imam Bukhari has given to this, Ihtisab al-Athar. Hoping for reward from what? Al-Athar. Al-Athar are footsteps. What is he referring to? That when a person is walking towards the masjid, then he hopes from Allah that Allah will reward him for the steps that he is taking to the masjid. If he is taking 50 steps, if he is taking 100 steps, if he's taking 10 steps, how many ever steps? A long walk, a short walk, the parking spot was near or it was far, the distance of driving was, the time that it took was only 5 minutes or 15 minutes or half an hour or 1 hour, whatever it took, what does a person expect? That hopefully, inshallah, Allah will reward me for this. But notice, Imam Bukhari doesn't mention over here, ila salah, to the prayer. He left it open. Why? Because a person should hope for reward from Allah for every good deed that he performs. To every place that he walks to for the sake of Allah. Whether it is to a class, hmm, every day or every three days of the week, or how many ever days that Allah has given tawfiq to a person. Hmm, whatever a person does for the sake of Allah, every time he goes, what should he do? Hope for reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Allah loves to give reward. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Kareem, Al-Akram, Al-Shakur, Al-Shakir. The one who is appreciative, the one who is generous. 
and he loves to give reward which is why in jannah also what will allah subhanahu wa ta'ala repeatedly ask the people of jannah would you like anything else would you like anything else because he loves to give reward so when allah loves to give reward then what should we do hope for that reward for every little thing that we do for his sake and when a person hopes for reward from allah for every ta'a then performing the ta'a becomes easier it becomes easier like for example if there is a particular job that a person is doing and he dislikes it he finds it very boring very difficult what is it that will make him do it what is it that will motivate him the paycheck isn't it the paycheck even if the work itself is horrible he hates it but what is it that gives him the energy to go every day the hope that one day he will get his paycheck then the most difficult task becomes easy now their ibadah that a person does the acts of obedience that a person does first of all they are not burdensome they are not difficult they are themselves such that a person receives joy but on top of that if a person hopes for reward from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then it makes it even more easier حدثنا محمد بن عبد الله بن حوشب قال حدثنا عبد الوهاب قال حدثنا حميد عن انس قال قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يا بني سلمه he said o oh, banu salama ala tahtasibuna atharakum do you not hope for reward for your athar for your footsteps وقال مجاهد في قوله المجاهد said concerning the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ونكتب ما قدموا وآثارهم that we are recording ما قدموا what they have sent ahead وآثار and also their آثار مجاهد explained this as قال he said خطاهم their footsteps their footsteps now what is this referring to this hadith we learned that the Banu Salima the tribe they used to live far from the masjid In a hadith in Muslim, we learn in the version of Sahih Muslim that دِيَارُنَا بَعِيدَةً مِنَ الْمَسْجِدِ Our houses were far from the masjid. So what happened? They decided that we will leave our houses and we will move closer to the masjid. Why? In order to be able to spend more time with the Prophet ﷺ and it will be easier to go to the masjid. Just like if a person lives 45 minutes away from a particular institute that they go to, then what's their greatest wish? That somehow they could be closer. Because if the distance is shorter, time will be saved. Right? And it will be easier to do your work. But when the Banu Salimah decided to do that, the Prophet ﷺ said, Ya Bani Salimah, أَلَا تَحْتَسِبُونَ أَثَارَكُمْ Don't you hope for reward from Allah for your footsteps? That if you have to spend longer in order to get here and go back home, why are you finding that difficult? Don't you expect reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Meaning expect reward from Allah and don't move here. Stay where you are. Stay where you are because inshallah you will have more reward. And Mujahid, he explained this, مَا قَدَّمُوا وَأَثَارَهُمْ That مَا قَدَّمُوا, he said it refers to their actions and athar refers to their footsteps. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so generous. That it's not just the action, the result that a person has at the end, but also his sari, his striving, his walking, his going back and forth. So how many days have you been coming for this course of yours? How many months was it? A year? About a year? So expect reward from Allah. 
that inshallah for your coming every day, inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will have reward for you. Inshallah. But this reward is given to who? The one who hopes for reward. And the one who hopes for reward doesn't complain. He doesn't complain. That why is it so long? Already it should finish. You're being paid for just your driving even. You're being rewarded for your mayor coming to the masjid. For your mayor going to a place where you're going to perform an action that is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the thing is that when a person takes any step in the way of Allah, he is rewarded for that step. In another hadith we learn that with every step a person takes to the masjid, what happens? A darajah is raised and a sin is erased. So the more steps a person has to take and the more frequently he comes to the masjid, the better it is for him. We learned that the companions were so eager to take more steps to the masjid that it is mentioned in Ibn Abi Shayba that Anas who said that once I walked with Zayd bin Sabit to the masjid and he was taking steps that were very short in distance. Why? So that instead of taking just 10 or 15 steps, it would be 20 or 25. Why? He said, an, I intended that my footsteps would be more to the masjid. Why? So that inshallah, the reward is more. You see, many people are performing the same action. Like for example, one course is being studied by many people. But at the end, the result is not the same. It's not the same. For some people, the result is greater. And for others, it is lesser. What is that result determined by? What is that output determined by? By the striving of that individual. The sincerity and the striving. So the more a person has had to strive for a particular cause, remember that the more his reward will be. Because sometimes what happens is that we begin to envy people who have it easy. They have no children, or they're living free lives. They don't have to go home and cook for an entire family. Hmm? Their husband doesn't complain much. Their husband is very easy. They live very close to the masjid, or they've done this course already before. They know Arabic. It's not difficult for them. It's so easy for them. And we begin to envy such people. The thing is that a person must remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not just His Khaliq Malik, but also His Mudabbir. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who has decided His Qadr for Him, His decree for Him. Right? So if Allah has destined for me that in my life there should be a particular individual, or at this stage of my life I should have these many people whom I have to attend to, whom I have to take care of, then that is part of my fate. It was decreed by Allah. If Allah decreed, in this year, I have to go here, I have to do this, or I become sick in this way, or this winter is long, whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed, that is His decision. And instead of complaining about my situation and my circumstance, what should I do? Accept it and see what I can do. And the more I have to strive, doesn't matter, inshallah, the more reward I will have. And when a person looks forward to that reward, then the striving becomes easy. When you remember your goal, then the striving becomes much easier. وَقَالَ ابْنُ أَبِي مَرْيَمْ أَخْبَرَنَا يَحْيَى بْنُ أَيُّوبِ حَدَّثَنِي حُمَيْدٌ حَدَّثَنِي أَنَسٌ أَنَّ بَنِي سَلِمَةَ أَرَادُوا أَنْ يَتَحَوَّلُوا عَنْ مَنَازِلِهِمْ He said that the Banu Salima, they intended that أَنْ يَتَحَوَّلُوا that they shift عَمْ مَنَازِلِهِمْ from their houses. فَيَنْزِلُوا 
سو دے ڈسینڈ قریب امیر النبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کلوزر ٹو دا پرافٹ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم سو دے ڈسائڈ دے ووڈ لیو دیئر ہاؤزز دے ووڈ سیل دیم اینڈ کم کلوزر ٹو دا مسجد اف رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم قال ہی سیڈ فکری ہا رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم دا پرافٹ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم ڈس لائک دیٹ ہی ڈس اپروڈ دیٹ دے شوڈ موو المدینہ ٹو مدینہ یو از بیسکلی ٹو کم ٹو ڈسینڈ العرا از بیسکلی اسپیشیس لینڈ and to make a particular place empty. So the Prophet ﷺ disliked that they should leave their houses empty and move closer to Medina. فَقَالَ So he said, أَلَا تَحْتَسِبُونَ آثَارَكُمْ Do you not hope for reward for your footsteps? قَالَ مُجَاهِدٌ مُجَاهِدٌ said, خُطَاهُمْ آثَارُهُمْ He said, their خُطَاءَ are their آثَار أَن يُمْشَى فِي الْأَرْضِ بِأَرْجُلِهِمْ That they walk on the earth with their feet. So they're walking towards the masjid. Their footsteps, even they are being recorded. So the people should hope for reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that. Now, remember that in another hadith we learned that the entire time that a person spends in prayer, going to the masjid, waiting for a salah, and then performing that salah, that entire time is recorded as if a person is performing the prayer. Once the people were waiting for the prayer to begin, and they fell asleep. Because the Prophet ﷺ, he was talking to someone. He was having a private meeting with someone. And the iqama had been pronounced, the people were waiting. So long that some of them fell asleep. And then eventually the Prophet ﷺ came and led the people in prayer. But there was good news for them that the whole time they were waiting, inshallah, they were being rewarded. I remember once I was going for Umrah. And uh, it was in the summer, the month of Ramadan. And uh, myself also, health condition was different. And it was difficult. Just the thought of going all the way and bearing all that difficulty was challenging. And going with a toddler, even more difficult. So I was talking to my mother and I asked her to advise me. And she said, just remember what you're going for. Don't think about the suffering and the pain. Just remember what you're going for. That it's all worth it. And it will become easier. And this was the best advice that I've ever received. Because sometimes it happens that when you go out in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it seems useless that you're driving one hour every day. It seems difficult. I heard some people return from their umrah and they were traveling for almost 24 hours. It seems very difficult. Imagine 24 hours, you're on the go constantly, five-hour bus ride, and then waiting at the airport for so long, and then your journey back home. It seems very difficult. But if a person remembers, inshallah, this whole time... is counted as ibadah, tell me, which 24 hours will you spend non-stop in the worship of Allah? When will you say, I'll take a day off on Friday, so that Fajr until Isha, I'm just doing ibadah. Can you do that? No, we cannot do that. So it is Allah's blessing on certain people that they are given the opportunity to spend more time in going to a particular place, in coming back from that place, Because inshallah they are being rewarded for it. Did the Prophet ﷺ not go to the book in the heat of the summer? In that journey through the desert with little food, so much hardship, that group of Muslims was known as what? Jayshul Usra. Right? The army that suffered a lot, that underwent a lot of difficulty. Usra, difficulty. Because when a person goes out in the way of Allah, yes, he suffers. The cold winds in the morning and the freezing cold car after class which they have to clean and they have to get in 
wait for it to warm up and the drive back home, it is difficult. But remember, if it's in the way of Allah, then every moment is worth it. This doesn't mean that a person should ask for difficulty. That I wish my house was also far from Al-Huda. I wish my course was also difficult. No, don't ask for difficulty. Always ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for ease. But whatever the situation Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decided for you, don't make that an excuse. I can't do this because of such and such reason. I can't do this because of this and this. I'm too far, so I can't come. I have children, so I can't come. No, no excuses. Infiru khifafan wathiqala. Go forth in the way of Allah, whether you are light or heavy. Whether it's easy for you or difficult for you. Go out. Go forth. And secondly, don't keep wishing for ease and convenience. Because this is also what we do. We wish for ease and convenience. We should hope for that, inshallah. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easy. But don't keep waiting for that perfect time. Like for example, this one year you spent in the study of hadith. I'm sure it was difficult for many of you. There are people who had children, there are people who had to travel, there are people who suffered from illness, who had to come here perhaps seven days a week. Whatever difficulty it was, remember that difficulty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided for you. Right? It was meant to happen to you. People lost their loved ones. Right? It happened because this difficulty was decreed at this time. So accept it and do what you can. Bab fadlil isha'i fil jama'ah The excellence of praying isha in a group. Haddathana Umar ibn Hafsin Qala haddathana Abi Qala haddathana al-A'mash Qala haddathani Abu Salih An Abi Huraira Qala qala Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Laysa salatun athqala ala al-munafiqina min al-fajri wal-isha'i there is no prayer that is heavier on the hypocrites than Fajr and Isha. And if they only knew the reward that is in them, they would certainly come to these two prayers even if they had to crawl. Certainly I intended an that I command the Mu'addin فيقيم, then he would give the Iqamah. ثُمَّ آمُرَ رَجُلًا Then I would command a man يَأُمُّ النَّاسُ Who would lead the people in prayer. ثُمَّ آخُذَ شُعْلًا مِنَّا Then I would take a burning torch, a fire فَأُحَرِّقَ عَلَى مَنْ لَا يَخْرُجُ إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ بَعْدُ And I burn the houses of the people who haven't come out for these prayers. This is how upset the Prophet ﷺ was with the people who did not come for Fajr and Isha. Because you see, the time of Fajr, the time of Isha, are the times when people like to rest. Hmm? And this is why it's even more difficult. But remember that the more difficult it is, the more reward, inshallah, there is. Bab ithnani fama fawqahuma jama'ah. Ithnani two. Fama fawqahuma, and whatever number that is above them, meaning two or more, they form jama'atun ijama'ah. Meaning to perform salah together in jama'ah, it's not necessary that you have 30 people that you have 50 people, that you have 3 people. No, even if there are 2 people together somewhere, they can perform jama'ah. Now jama'ah is from the word jamr. What does jamr mean? Wahid, jamr, and between the jamr and wahid is what? Hmm? The tathniya, right? The dual. So in Arabic you have 3, right? You have the singular, you have the dual, and then you have the plural. What is the dual? Two. 
And what is the plural? More than two. So it is actually three and more. But when it comes to salah, then jama'ah applies to not three or more, but it applies to two or more. حدثنا مسدد قال حدثنا يزيد بن زريع قال حدثنا خالد عن أبي قلابة عن مالك بن الحويرث عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إذا حضرت الصلاة when the time of prayer enters فأذنا then give أذان وأقيما and give the إقامة ثم ليأمكما then he should be the imam of you two who أكبركما the older of you two Why? Because both of these individuals whom the Prophet ﷺ was instructing, they were both about the same in their level of knowledge. So the Prophet ﷺ said that the prayer should be led by who? The one who is older in age. I want you to think about something. If a person prays salah himself, one person, he prays himself, how much reward does he get? The reward for one prayer, how much ever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wishes to give him. But when a person performs salah in jama'ah, then is there increased reward? How much? 25 to 27 times. Right? What's the difference between the prayer? What changed? Okay, the reward changed based on what? The number of people coming together. Did a hundred people come together that the reward was increased? What happened? Two people. If these two people were praying separately, individually, how much reward would they get? One. But they decided to come together and perform prayer together. How much reward did they get? Twenty-seven times more. So what is it that changed the reward? Unity. Coming together. Unity. It makes their effort twenty-seven times more valuable. The same action becomes 27 times more valuable just because they came together. Is there a difference in doing something by yourself and in doing something with others? All of you who studied Bukhari together, could you not have just listened to the recordings by yourself at home? Everything is available for free online. You tried, but it didn't happen. When did it happen? When you came together. When you came together, you did it, alhamdulillah. You completed it, alhamdulillah. So remember that when people come together, there is Allah's special blessing and help. Yadullahi fawqal jama'ah. When people gather together, then the angels of mercy also surround them. The angels who are looking for the gatherings of dhikr. What happens when they see a gathering of knowledge? They... Come and attend that. And they call one another. And so many angels gather there that their wings, I mean the angels reach up to the heavens, the skies. And they go and tell Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about what the people want, about Jannah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks them. So unity makes a whole lot of difference. Jama'ah, coming together, makes a whole lot of difference. So alhamdulillah, with the blessing of Allah, you were together for so long. And I know that many of you were studying your ta'limul Qur'an before. So you've been together for so long. Don't let this end and just fizzle away. Once this has ended, فَإِذَا فَرَغْتَ فَانْصَرْ Make your efforts worth more. That the clouds, they gather together. Rukam, then they pile up one over the other. And then the storm that comes from that 
is worth much more than a small cloud in the sky from which nothing can come. The sacrifice has to come from every individual because only when the individual sacrifice can a group form. And when a group forms, then the output is much more. One toothpick, you can snap it easily. But if there are two, three, then it's difficult to snap them. So there is many benefits of coming together and doing something of khair. باب من جلس في المسجد ينتظر الصلاة وفضل المساجد من جلس the one who sits في المسجد in the masjid ينتظر الصلاة waiting for the prayer وفضل المساجد and the excellence of masajid meaning of performing prayer in the masjid حدثنا عبد الله بن مسلمة عن مالك عن أبي الزناد عن الأعرج عن أبي هريرة أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال الملائكة تصلي على أحدكم The angels pray for one of you They ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to send blessings on you ما دام As long as he remains في مصلاه In his place of prayer As long as a person remains in his prayer place Then what happens? the angels continue to make dua for him. But this is until when? مَا لَمْ يُحْدِثْ As long as he does not break his wudu. What do they say? اللَّهُمَّ اغْفِرْ لَهُ اللَّهُمَّ ارْحَمْهُ They say, Oh Allah, forgive him. Oh Allah, have mercy on him. Many times it happens that when we go, and we're waiting, instead of waiting, what do we do? We get up, look here, look there, go take a walk, take a round, look at what's going on here. What is he doing? What is she doing? And we waste our time. We kill our time basically. Right? Because we just want to pass it. And and we think that if we have to wait for something good, our time is being wasted. Whereas it's not being wasted. It is actually being counted. It is actually being rewarded for. When a person performs the salah, and he remains sitting, remembering Allah, then the whole time the angels are making dua for him, as long as he does not break his wudu. لا يزال أحدكم في صلاة One of you remains in his prayer ما دامت الصلاة تحبسه As long as the prayer is preventing him Preventing him from what? Going away لا يمنعه Nothing is stopping him أن ينقلب إلى أهله That he returns to his family إلا الصلاة except the prayer Meaning after salah He could just get up and go home He could just go and check on his family, his children, her children. But she wishes to stay there and remember Allah after the salah. Then for that whole time, what is happening? The angels are praying for them. They're making dua for them. So this part of the hadith that لا يزال أحدكم في صلاة ما دامت الصلاة تحبسه As long as a person is waiting for the prayer, he is in prayer. Whether that waiting is in the journey, in the ride, or it is in the walking, or it is in literally sitting and waiting for the prayer to begin. And it's not just with the prayer, but with every good deed. Because Allah is as a person, thinks about him, right? In the sense that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I am as my servant, thinks I am. If he hopes for reward from me, then inshaAllah, there is reward. Okay, subhanakallahum wa bihamdik, nashadu wa la ilaha illa anta, nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.